At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable too. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back. BeckQL Daily right here on the BeckQL Network. Joe O, Joe G, and Hawks are with you on a Thursday presented as always by BetMGM and Joining us right now on the GetMyFitness.com guest line is Kate Constable, the host of BeckQL. You in the action and an analyst with us on BeckQL. The Phoenix, a revolutionary technology, helping men all across America get back to their best in their bedroom. Visit GetMyPhoenix.com to learn more. And, uh, you know, we'll get to a bunch of college basketball stuff here, Kate, and, uh, and NBA stuff. But first, tell us about your show. So we know it's the new BeckQL, you in the action, seven-hour live basketball betting extravaganza starts this weekend. So the Philly version, right, from 12 to 4 Eastern, Ryan Rothstein, Sean Bell, Mark Drumheller, and then you're a part of the uh, the next wave. So, okay, tell us about the new show. We're excited about it. It's the uh, second wave of the day. So from 4 to 8 p.m. Eastern, myself and Matt Fortuna, who is a great college football, college basketball, just all college sports mind. Um, so to bring you guys kind of great insight, we'll watch the games with you, react to them in real time, and um, try and win you some money along the way. So it'll be fun. Very cool. Looking forward to uh, the debut this weekend on the network. I want to rewind to Tuesday night because that was such a cool scene. Texas and Illinois going at it. And a a lot of the smart people that we talked to before the season, you know, people have different opinions throughout different futures. And the one common thread we kept hearing was Texas. Then they get out to this fast start. It felt like uh, a lot of people were backing them as the futures uh, were dropping game by game there. And they end up losing their first game. Uh, in overtime to Illinois. Any takeaways from uh, that Jimmy V Classic game, or is it just early non-conference ball? We we know they're both going to have strong seasons, uh, not too much to overreact there. How do you approach uh, the results from that one? I think not too much to overreact to initially, but I think we saw a lot from Illinois and can take away a lot from that game uh, on on their side because – they showed they've lost some tough games this year, dropped some big ones already, but down five with a minute to go and your team doesn't quit, takes it into overtime. And, and then you have uh, Terrence Shannon Jr. who steps up, who was ice cold in a, in a bad way. A lot of times ice cold means you're really good, but bad all game and then comes into overtime and, and kind of um, explodes to lead his team to a win over a very good, very strong defensive Texas team. So I just liked what I saw from Illinois in terms of how they 
State in that game, the way they fought back in that and, and the effort they gave. They seem like they're kind of coming together as a group and finding their identity a little bit more. And so I think that was a big statement win for them over Texas. Uh, that was Texas's game to lose. Like I said, they were up five, up 10, 5 10 with a minute left, and you blow that lead. So uh, unfortunate for Texas, but I think that's just kind of a little bit of a bump in the road from them, and they'll bounce back. Kate, thank you so much for joining us. I'm curious which college basketball team has impressed you the most so far? Because for me, there's a couple. Um, I'm in the D.C. area. I think Virginia has been impressive. UConn has been impressive. Um, I think you could argue Purdue or Alabama. Is there a team or two that really stands out to you that maybe even you weren't expecting that looks really good so far? Yeah, well, you touched on it. UConn, I was not expecting them to be this good this early. Fifth-ranked team in the country. They just beat a good Florida team yesterday and not just beat them. I mean, they kind of blew them out of the water. And the line only had them at minus 4.5 over Florida yesterday. That was a very easy win for the Huskies. But Adam Sonogo, their center, might be the best center in college basketball. The way he's able to uh, use his size and athleticism down low, both on the offensive and defensive end. But UConn as a whole, just a team that really executes well on both sides of the ball. And I, I didn't quite know what to expect from them coming into this season because they had a couple transfers come in. But so far, those transfers have fit in really seamlessly into their program. And they're a very unselfish team, which I think is going to carry them far uh, throughout the season because they have players that can score in bunches, but they're also totally fine with having, you know, an 8-10 night versus a 15-20 uh, night. So they share the ball really well. They seem to like each other, and that's showing on the court right now. Kate, I don't know if this was perfect timing by Paul booking you today or just an accident, but it's, it worked out well. Iowa, Iowa State tonight, you are a Hawkeye, so we got to get your perspective on this game uh, between the two rivals here. What do you think about this game tonight? Yeah, Paul's a pretty good producer. He knows what he's doing, bringing on the Iowa girl for Iowa, Iowa State. But Iowa just suffered the bad loss to Duke the other day. And, and what Duke did in that game to shut them down was didn't allow Iowa to shoot well. They shut down Chris Murray, and Duke's height was a problem in terms of rebounding and defending down low. But Iowa State isn't Duke, and who Iowa State is is a very good defensive team. They're great at guarding the perimeter, limiting opponents to just 26% from deep. But... I don't think Iowa cares a whole lot about that because they don't shoot too many threes. They've only hit 18 threes all season, which, I, I mean, honestly, that's pretty bad. Uh, but Iowa State is also a team that is great at forcing turnovers, the number one team in the country in defensive turnover rate. But again, Iowa's kind of like, eh, whatever. We don't turn the ball over. Iowa's the number one team in offensive turnover rate. So the strength of Iowa State uh, Iowa kind of can contradict those a little and, and take away that angle in terms of those matchups where I think Iowa has the edge here because they're a team that likes to get in the paint. They like to score at the rim. And Iowa State's terrible at defending at the rim. They're terrible rebounding team. So I think Iowa can take advantage in those aspects. Plus, when I went to school at Iowa, our basketball team wasn't all that good. So people didn't show up to every game. Carver Hawkeye Arena wasn't packed at all times until the Iowa-Iowa State game. And then that place was nuts. And I expect that to be a similar atmosphere there tonight. And that's just hard. This rivalry, this series means so much to both teams. So I kind of always point to the home team and tonight it's uh, my Iowa Hawkeyes. Uh, there's some good ones coming up uh, this Saturday that you guys are going to be talking about in the show, whether you're uh, reviewing or previewing them, uh, which ones uh, do you have circled and in any sides that you really like here? 
Yeah, Alabama-Houston, that's going to be a big one, top 10 matchup. Houston's the best offensive team in the country, but they've only played one Power 5 team. They beat Oregon. Uh, so this will be a good test for them. I mean, Alabama's a very solid team. They're athletic, they're versatile, and they can keep up with Houston. They have good wins over UNC and Michigan State already this year. So that's one I will definitely have my eye on. I kind of lean to Houston in that one just because of what they can do on the defensive end. Arizona, Indiana, that one's played in Vegas. That's going to be uh, another uh, top 25 matchup. We have Trace Jackson Davis on Indiana. He just put up, I think, a triple-double or close to a triple-double last night. So that's going to be a solid one. And then the Kansas-Missouri uh, rivalry. That's another one that I'm looking at. And that's just a fun one because that rivalry is so intense. And Missouri's unbeaten on the season. So they're coming into that one against Kansas as a pretty solid team. So three big matchups, but we'll be covering basically everything on the Saturday slate, which will be fun. Kate, another big picture question for you. Which team has <clears throat> disappointed you so far, but maybe you're confident that come March they'll be able to get it together? Mm, that's a good question. I would say <laughs> Michigan State a little bit. Now, I know they had that uh, big win last night over Penn State, but so far they've dropped some big ones early on in the season, and you just don't really expect that from a Tom Izzo coach team. Now they've had injuries and depth concerns with both players being in and out of the lineup, so I think that's something that they're going to be able to fix going forward. They also played a really tough schedule. I think they had about nine games in the last 23 days or so. Coming up now, they have three games in the next 26-some days. So they finally have a chance to rest, get healthy, actually have some practices to work on things. And I think we'll see a better Michigan State team going forward. But so far in the early season, I haven't been all that impressed with them. Kate, any college uh, futures in terms of conferences or teams that you're, you kind of have your eye on to play? I mean, game to game, it's always fun. And that's obviously Saturday's always a big slate in college basketball. But anyone you're looking at and saying, you know what, there, there might be a good number out there for that team to win their conference in a couple months. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Yeah, so I'm sorry I'm just kind of hitting all points on the Big Ten today, but with this Iowa game on my mind, that's kind of where I'm at right now. But I think there's some value on Maryland to win the Big Ten at plus 800 right now. They came into the season, mm -hmm. picked 10th 
to finish 10th in the conference. Didn't Wasn't in the top 25 to start the season. Find themselves there now. They have good wins over St. Louis, Miami, Illinois. So this is a team in Kevin Willard's first season that I like what they're doing already, and I think they're only going to be able to improve and grow on, on the things that they've done well this season. They have some young players that have stepped up nicely, and as the season goes on, I think those players are going to get even more comfortable. So Maryland would be a team that I would keep my eye on in the Big Ten, and at plus 800 right now, I think that's some good value. Uh, Kate, are there any teams that are, are rated pretty highly, whether you look at some of the rankings or Ken Palm and all that stuff, and they've, they're off to a nice start in, for the most part, non-conference play, but uh, you're not buying. You, you might put them on fraud alert once they get in the conference play, and, and you need to see more. And, and maybe it's a hot team among, uh, among some other people, but uh, you're not in yet. And anybody that would stand out there that you think you can see them falling throughout the season? Yeah, Tennessee is ranked pretty high right now, and I like what they can do offensively, but I'm just, there's some concerns there uh, on the defensive side of the ball that I think will kind of come to bite them later as they get deeper into conference play. Um, so that would be a team that I'm looking at. Alabama, I really want to wait and see what we get out of them this weekend and what they can do against um, Houston. Sorry, I blanked on there, mm. but uh, just to kind of I, watch these teams in big-time matchups because a lot of them have played, you know, a softer schedule to start. So that's kind of where I'm at right now is just kind of waiting to see once they get some actual, like, really good competition. Who's really stood out to you in terms of being, you know, a breakout player um, so far? Maybe someone you weren't expecting. Zach Eady. I wouldn't say he's necessarily a breakout player because he came into the season pretty highly uh, touted, but he's been very mm -hmm. good this year. I think he's uh, brought his game up in the sense that he's more aggressive. He's more confident. He, he kind of commands the ball down low. And so I've seen him take a step in his game in just the way that he plays overall and the confidence that he has for that Purdue team and really leading them this year. I thought he played a little soft last year and that's just kind of flipped a switch this year. He just seems so much more aggressive. So I, I, it doesn't really answer your question all that well as a dark horse of someone I'm looking at, but, but he's a player that's mm -hmm. impressed me so far. Kate, let's talk some NBA here. We're at about the quarter mark of the season. This, it's gone by fast. People always say the NBA doesn't start till Christmas or New Year's, but like quarter of the season is in the books. Um, have there been any teams or players that have been profitable for you or you have your eye on that have kind of maybe been better than you thought or kind of just stood out early in this NBA season? Yeah, I mean, how can you not talk about the Boston Celtics? What they did to the Suns last night absolutely put a beat down on them. Uh, that was a pick em or, or a one-point favorite. The, the line was kind of moving throughout the day. but So that game was supposed to be pretty evenly matched. Their previous matchup against the Raptors, they were a one-point underdog on the road in Toronto, beat the Raptors. So they're in these big-time matchups, and over and over and over again, the Celtics just keep showing up and keep showing everyone why they're the best team in the country. Their offense is absolutely unstoppable right now. Their team chemistry looks amazing. I just don't know how you bet against them going forward because not only are they winning, but they're covering spreads and have been pretty profitable so far. All right, Kate, after Jaws' uh, big performance last night, a triple-double, uh, we started off by, by just asking the question, well, why not MVP? It's always been about injuries for him, but his numbers are better than what we saw last year, and uh, the odds keep getting better and better. He started the season at 7-1, to one, and now we're all the way out to 30-1. to one. Do you think Jocker won MVP? Uh, I don't, actually. 
I think he should. Okay. He definitely should be in the race. He, he's an unbelievable player, what he does. Like you said, his numbers and everything. But I think his style of play worries people a little. He's constantly on the floor. Like he spends half the mm-hmm. game on his back on the floor after going uh, to the rim and, and just being so physical, um, driving to the basket, that I think that scares some people away a little bit because you don't know if he's going to have to sit for a significant amount of time with an injury or whatnot. So I think his style of play, if he was a little bit more of a finesse player, Player, you know, um, more of a Jason Tatum type thing. Maybe he might um, mm-hmm. be higher up in, in those odds boards or have a better chance. But I just don't see, I don't, just don't see him getting the votes based on the way he's just kind of flailing all over the place at all times. And I mean, it's a, it's a good style of basketball for him. He sure scores a lot. His team, his team wins because of it. But just in terms of MVP, I don't see it this year. So who do you like? Where is there um, some value for MVP? I like Jason Tatum right now. Part of that is because he's the best player on the best team in the country, and that matters. Winning matters in the MVP race. I like Devin Booker, what he's been doing with the Suns lately. Obviously not a great Mm -hmm. game last night, but he's elevated his game a ton this year. His numbers are up. He's having the best season um, of his career, and he's done a lot of it without Chris Paul on the floor. So he's carried this Suns team over these last 10, 15 games or so with Paul out. And, I mean, one of the best teams in the West. So they're a team that's going to continue winning, and I know that means a lot to voters as um, the race gets closer towards the end of the season. So he's another one I would look at. I wouldn't look at Joel Embiid for the same reason I wouldn't look at John Morant. It's just injuries. You don't know if he's going to play. He's not someone you can count on to be in the lineup consistently um, throughout the season. So I would say uh, Tatum and and Devin Booker, if you really want some value, because looking at this uh, uh, odds from BetMGM right here, plus 3,000, that's some good value right there to take Booker. Great stuff, Kate. We appreciate you hopping on, and uh, good luck on Saturday. BetQLU in the action Saturday starts at 12 Eastern. Kate will be on Matt Fortuna, 4 p.m. Eastern, live from Chicago. Kate, of course, on the GetMyPhoenix.com guest line. The Phoenix, a revolutionary technology, helping men all across America get back to their best in the bedroom. Visit GetMyPhoenix.com to learn more. Coming up next, we'll dive into Thursday Night Football, the Raiders and the Rams. We'll hit it next on the BetQL Network. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.